0: Hello, all. We're the Hiberians, two friends who smoke and joke about books. I'm Indy. I'm here with you. And I'm Annie, and I'm here with you. I hated that. Uh, This podcast is our way of feeding two birds with one scone. We both love reading and talking to each other for multiple hours, usually once a week. Join us on our journey through the Hiber while we check out new books and talk way too much. Um, I haven't kind of explained this podcast in a while, so I thought that I'd do that. Um, this is the podcast where we simultaneously read the same book, take notes on it, and then get high and talk about it. And neither of us have read this book before, and usually. we usually don't like this genre, <laughs> which is how we keep ending up with these books. So, anyway, this week we read a book we are not going to know how to say the name of, even though there's a pronunciation guide literally in the beginning. So let me just let you know what the pronunciation guide says. It is... uh, Strongly accented on the first syllable, like the English name Anthony. The I is, of course, given the long E. The name is pronounced Antonia. I definitely have been saying it, my Antonia. (laughs) Ew, I don't like that one. How have you been saying it? Antonia. My Antonia. So you're you've been saying it correctly. Interesting. It's an-ton- Antonia. Antonia. And Antonia. 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 <laughs> Antonia. Okay. I don't know. We're saying it too many times. It doesn't sound like a word anymore. So anyway. My Antonia. We read my Antonia, my Antonia, mine and Antonia. And anyway, we read it by it's Anthony. by Willa Cather. So there's that. Um, would you like to tell the good folks about the author of this book? She's a famous lesbian. Allegedly. No, she's like, no, literally, literally a lesbian. Literally a lesbian. <laughs> literally a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> literally a lesbian. <laughs> I don't like this. Anyway, her name is Willa Cather. She was born December seventh, eighteen seventy three. And actually, I think I'm just gonna. I'm gonna decide. I decided I'm gonna start looking up their zodiac signs. That's a good idea. I was literally gonna say, huh? No, I think she's song? an Aquarius, but I don't know anything about that. But also, I was told by my coworker at that one place that it really has to do with like t- positionings like on your specific like date of birth at the specific time you were born and it's all about like the, like the 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 rising signs and stuff like that like your sun and moon it has less to do with just like the date you know yeah but anyway just for just for funsies for funsies a little detour yeah plus we're not gonna like i don't think they kept that information in 1873. Well, yeah, all we know is she was born in 1873. So she's a Sagittarius. Just like you. Anyway, she was born in Virginia. Her family moved to Nebraska. Ugh, Nebraska. Allegedly, Nebraska is in the West. Um. She spent some time in Pittsburgh, ew, where she taught high school English, W. Um. She settled in New York City, where she spent the last 39 years of her life um, with her partner and magazine editor edith lewis and edith is a is a woman's name so yeah she's a lesbian <laughs> um so yeah we love it we love the representation her novels were known for feelings of nostalgia and exile um she loved to write about settlers and the pioneer lifestyle oh and then um april 24th 1947 she's dead I wonder what that do they have to do death signs like I, I was literally that'd be so that. interesting. She'd be a death Taurus, yeah, or a death no. She'd be a death Aries, no, yeah, no. she'd be a death Taurus, <laughs> yeah. So like she's a she's a, I'm I'm a, I'm a birth Sagittarius and you're a birth Taurus. I wonder do they do death? Does anyone know about <laughs> the <laughs> signs more than we do? Because all we know is what we know off TikTok, which is very minimal, actually. I feel like my coworker told me a bunch about it, but I retain very little of what people tell me. So why didn't you take notes? Cause uh, I was baking. Like what was I supposed to do? Widely recognized as Willa. Did you notice that when we were talking about this last time, I called her Willa Carter? No. <laughs> was <laughs> I high on fucking shrooms? Maybe. maybe. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So this whole time I thought her name was Willa Carter, but no, it's Willa Cather. Anyway. What they recognize as Willa Cather's greatest novel, My Antonia, is a soulful and rich portrait of a pioneer woman's simple yet heroic life. Who's Whose life? Which woman? Whose life did we follow in this? Because we did not stick closely to any of their lives. Literally, none of them. Anyway, <clears throat> the spirited daughter of Bohemian immigrants, Antonia, must adapt to a hard existence on the desolate prairies of the Midwest, enduring childhood poverty, teenage seduction, and family tragedy she eventually becomes a wife and mother on a nebraska farm a fictional record of how women helped for forge the communities that formed a nation my antonia is also a hauntingly eloquent celebration of the strength courage and spirit of america's early pioneers all right so that sounds awesome it sounds incredible <laughs> what is your pre-thought like it gives louis lamore My copy is a Barnes and Noble classic, though, so I'm just assuming it's going to be boring based on that. I said it. I feel like it gives Little House on the Prairie, and I love those books. I was cautiously optimistic. You say that I really, really does give Little House on the Prairie. I really loved Little House on the Prairie. I remember I had Damaris's like um like childhood set, the blue books. Yeah, yeah. You had these two. Well, I don't think I had them. I think my grandma had them. That's crazy. I don't know what happened to them. Me either. I want them back. I love those books. I love... Like, see, this is... I thought I was going to like this book because I love books like this. Like, I remember, like, reading all the American Girl books. I loved the American Girl books. Loved the American Girl books. I love fucking history with women at the forefront. Like, I just... Like, they're so forgotten in, like, mainstream, like, media and, like, books. So I just, like, always get excited when it's about women or girls because yeah. you can relate to it. And so I just was like, and that's why I liked Little House on the Prairie was because I was like, oh, it's literally about a little girl who was like the like when I was reading them, it was like she was my age, you know? Mm-hmm. Like so I was like excited about it. So I was like, oh it gives Little House on the Prairie. I'm excited. You know, that's what? Funny. What the first Little House in the Prairie book is called like the Cabin in the Woods, right? The log cabin in the big woods or something. Little House in the Big Woods. Little House in the Big Woods. And I remember when I first got into this series, it was because I found it at my dad's house because it was my stepmom's when she was a kid and the house was my stepmom's when she was a kid too. Mm -hmm. And like, at that time, they were living in a little cabin in the big woods. Yeah. So funny. So it goes, little house in the big woods, farmer boy, little house on the prairie, on the banks of Plum Creek, by the shores of Silver Lake, That one. the long winter, little town on the prairie, these Happy Golden Years, the first four years, and then there's a spinoff series, or a bunch of spinoff series. You go, Laura Ingalls. Yeah, Laura Ingalls Wilder. Fucking you go, opsis. Anyway, um, so this is the portion of the podcast <laughs> where we take our little smoke break and then we bullshit for a while. So um, today, in this episode, out of my vape pen, I'm smoking Moby Dick, which is a sativa. And I think it's kind of funny because this is an old book and Moby Dick is an old book. So I think Moby Dick is funny because it's Moby Dick. It's a large dick. I don't think Moby means large. (laughs) I think it's just his name. But if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But no, Moby is a musical artist, (laughs) (laughs) a bald musical artist who does techno. He does do tecton. He did that one song. God, it was really good, I think. <laughs> I didn't notice that a little thing pops up on my keypad. This little touch screen. Ooh. Look, look, look. Little touch bar. Oh my god. I can bold it and unbold it from here. I can't strike through though, so that's it's easy. But damn. <laughs> that's cool. Anyway, what are you smoking? Um, I want to mm-hmm. figure out why Moby Dick is named No Moby Dick. She died in 18 or no,
1: 1947.
0: 19. Yeah. Okay. Well, this was categorized as a Western in a Pop Sugar article titled 25 Western Books Everyone Needs to Read by, I think it's Sab- Sabena Bowman. We'll make fun of her for her bad taste. Sabina in Westerns. Bowman. Not her terrible name. Yeah. It's not your fault your name is that, but it is your fault that you picked this fucking book. Anyway. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> oh i'm talking to sabena bowman if i was sabena (laughs) ow it's stuck you're stuck um anyway apparently Moki, Moki, moby dick was named after a real life whale called mocha dick what the fuck (laughs) then where did Moby come from this is bullshit what are you smoking oh yeah i've got dabs because we're kicking it old school well old school for me um, uh, and it is dabs made out of something called alaskan thunderfuck aka matanuska thunderfuck no thank you that's terrifying anyway it's a very famous strain that originated up here at uaf allegedly anyway um we'll be right back after we smoke that guy for pointing at me today that felt so aggressive <laughs> what when i was at fred Myers today oh yeah pointed at me what what are you wearing Oh, was my star wars hoodie that's not even i'm sorry but like it's a star wars hoodie it's like, literally so fucking basic yeah like you do you even like star wars barely yeah so i'm just like what a fucking weirdo what a nerd <laughs> no. don't point at women in stores you fucking weirdos you could have said it. Like, I know I'm wearing a sweatshirt. I like your sweatshirt. Which one? The one I'm wearing? <laughs> what? What's What other sweatshirt? Yeah. Sorry. Weird. I don't like when people talk to me in public. Either. I go there to, like, just, like, exist. Like, yeah. I go to, like, not to be a part of public. I go there to, like, watch. Yeah. Don't take me out of my movie. I don't <laughs> just, like that. Don't break yeah. the fourth wall. Literally. It's not very paid actor of you... Just keep walking <laughs> this is so weird <laughs> yeah i hate people they're so awkward is it us are we the problem is yeah. it normal to like make friends in stores apparently no 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 never i, I refuse we're mentally ill like we we're not normal like <laughs> we'll never know we'll never know what it's like to be mentally balanced once we take medicine so and i refuse to do that <laughs> What if I lose my sparkle? We just can't afford it. cried for fun. Yeah. We can't afford mental health. And that's on being from fucking America. So I should listen to the podcasts. Yeah. So that 466 can be 4,000. <laughs> yeah. Use me the heaps. Really? Why? <laughs> I just hate his dog. Don't call the heaves. He gives me the egg. I was talking to my coworker today about I don't remember. We were just talking. Oh, so one of the guys at the restaurant he brought us soup. So cute. So we were eating soup. Rat chewy staff? Huh? Does he wear a chef's hat? Is it rat chewy? Is there a rat under there? (laughs) I mean, he wears a little, a little chef's hat. Is it big enough for a little rat? No. But anyway, he brought us soup. And we were talking and my coworker goes, mm, I love soup. And then I started laughing. And she said, why are you laughing? And I said, one time I stopped talking to a man because he told me that his favorite food was soup. And she started laughing. <laughs> and I was like, literally, I." he said, what's your favorite food? And I said, oh, it's whatever I said. I don't remember what I said. Exactly, obviously. But I said, um, I was like, I was like, oh, uh, it's whatever. And then I said, what about you? And he said, I really enjoy soup. Verbatim this man said I really enjoy soup no elaboration didn't tell me what kind of soup he likes what fucking kind of soup also how is soup your favorite food There's so many foods it's okay to like soup. I'm not saying you can't like soup. what I'm saying is soup cannot be your favorite food unless it's a specific kind of soup if you're like I like matzo ball soup just like any I like soup my grandma's chicken soup. I like even it. constitute a soup a cereal soup. That's what I'm saying. It, there's, it's left too too much up lasagna soup. It's too much up to interpretation. And I was like, it's a very jarring to me that your favorite food is soup. And I literally never talked to him again. Women are my standards too high, or is it weird for someone to say their favorite soup like food is soup? Like it is weird. But like I don't, I don't know. If I said, "What's your favorite food?" And a, what would be the most red flag answer for you, for a man to say to you? Like, what? Human flesh. Okay, but that's... Macaroni and cheese with ketchup. Yeah, fuck you, uh, Jolene. Christmas. From, yeah, R.I.P. <laughs> anyway, um... Oh, give me a minute to think. Okay, 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 red flag, red flag. Answer in the comments, what's the biggest red flag? If a confederate flag was a food... <laughs> Yeah, but what's the uh, food equivalent of a Confederate flag? Confederate. It's fucking grits is what it is. I
1: don't
0: you dare. Grits are disgusting. Yes, but they can be they can be elevated. A Confederate flag sheet cake. Okay, but that's just cake with like frosting. Split. No, I'm like saying I'm saying food. And no one gets the chocolate half. I'm saying food. Like what food? <laughs> Not what thing can be turned into food that's offensive to you. Like what <laughs> food is the is the red flag gives you the ick minus soup an adult no wait because i i enjoy the spaghetti every now and then say a good spaghetti spaghetti Ooh, okay yeah that's fine <clears throat> also that's not so much of a food as is like a science experiment like how gross can we make spaghetti and people are still going to eat it do you see that tiktok where someone washed this the o's no what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) so stupid yeah they like strained it and then like washed the sauce off of all the O's and the meatballs and like separated them that's gross also meatballs should not come out of a can I don't appreciate this I don't like weird like canned meat. I don't know I think it's because when I was a kid like we were poor, so like that's all we had. It just grosses me out now that I'm poor, but have a more mature taste palate. <laughs> you know, yeah. There's still some foods I look back fondly on, probably because I haven't had them in a long like the I really miss the um the canned beef stews. Those were fun. I loved those. It gives me the ick. Fuck you. It's just I think it's because we had to eat it so much that just like I did too, but maybe like. Hmm. I don't I don't eat my turkey bacon anymore. We also have like in our family we have like a lot of food, like trauma surrounding food. Like and I don't feel like you probably didn't have as bad of a like like experience with food that we do. So like most foods from our childhood we don't enjoy anymore. Okay, folks, we are back. Um we are ready to discuss this this book oh your first note is (laughs) orphanage oh we'll get there all right oh yeah let me just preface this by saying our books were not in the same format so i like yours better it looks cute i like yours better it looks better you want to treat? mine looks like it was written on fucking word pad trick text pad or whatever it's called well no because my notes are all in this book so anyway um they were formatted differently so the notes might be kind of awkward and maybe a tiny bit out of order but i don't recommend you read this book anyway so you'll never know so spoiler alert yes, you don't like it (laughs) yeah i thought we made that clear at the top all right we are back that's the worst thing i've ever said in my life it was (laughs) really terrible and i hated it um okay now we're back everybody (laughs) no no we're keeping that um we are back from our smoke break slash uh taco ball break <laughs> sponsored by my brother-in-law so anyway we are back our tummies hurt they hurt so bad <laughs> and so now we are gonna re we're gonna recount this book for you Even worse than before because i uncomfortable yep um okay so <clears throat> as per usual indy has the first note of the book and also the majority of the notes of the book Yeah. sorry um so first things first i'm the realist um i'm not gonna be able to say this name right but i think we already talked about that antonia and actually i think you're the one that's actually saying it right now i'm saying it right antonia is oh, yeah. also right antonia antonia antonina i don't anyway. know fuck orphans am i right fuck you don't care to expand okay so <laughs> literally page one <laughs> Yeah, book one okay because this book is broken up into five different books quote unquote they're just like long chapters with sub chapters i don't know if that's how books used to be written but i hated it because <laughs> i'm like oh this book only has five sh- five chapters i think books used to come out like in sections in magazines Uh-oh. remember because i remember that's how the count of Monte Cristo was yeah. and that's why i think a bungillion pages long mm, they're going okay there you go you're more you're more uh educated about books than me that makes sense okay I still hated it is that fair no yeah it's still fair like they really took advantage of it yeah so page one book one chapter one the first paragraph I take my note it says I was 10 years old then and I lost both my father and mother within a year and I said oh cute yet another fucking orphan oh yeah you know I never really noticed if he was an orphan yeah because he is the most we know nothing about him why is this book about him I don't like okay oh, I'll, get there. Why is he I'll orphan? get there he's an orphan I don't know also I didn't care to know because I don't like him he wasn't interested he was really boring and also I have a lot of things to say about him and how I don't like him okay. so we'll just keep on pushing your next your next next mm, so they live in a little house in the prairie um and they have a he garden on that's his the- grandparents this is his grandparents little house in the prairie hmm And there's a garden and a farm and a whole bunch of stuff. Um, The garden, curiously enough, was a quarter of a mile from the house. And he was told to, he must never go to the garden without a heavy stick or a corn knife. the fuck is a corn knife? This whole time I wanted to know, but I never bothered to look it up. And I'm still not going to, I don't care. that. Yeah, I don't care. Anyway, so she killed a good many rattlers back and forth. So yeah, this kid gets dumped at his grandparents' house in the West, technically, because it's Nebraska and it's in the West. Mm-hmm. according to some people mm-hmm. it really reminds me of my own grandparents house a little bit just because oh. not the a time there was a kid and there were like scorpions on the ceiling and like snakes would get in ew and they like, hide in your shoes ew it's like i'm used to this type of rugged lifestyle so it sounds familiar so i'm like really hoping i'm gonna like it because the setting already is so familiar anyway it's cute also have you sorry but have you seen those tiktoks where they're like talking about how scorpions are like bioluminescent what and i'm like what that's cool and like they sometimes glow like in the dark it's cute that's disgusting why is it disgusting they're just i don't like them and then i watched a tiktok where they were like oh i can't find them and he was like then he turns on a flashlight and then you just see it glowing on the wall and i was like Ooh. no yeah i don't like scorpions. they they're freak like- me out i'll kill you dude like it's cool like it's cool that nature does that but That being said. Damn nature, you scary. Damn nature, you scary. I like it. So anyway, that was gross. I'm sorry that you had scorpions on the walls and snakes in your shoes. I thought it was cool. Fuck you. You thought it was cool? You're not scared of those things? No. I guess if you grew up with it, you're not scared. You know who's scared of them? My mom. My mom's terrified of snakes. See, I know that. Did I ever tell you about my mom's scared of snakes? No. Did I ever tell you about my my auntie Dina? No, she was a big bully. Like their whole childhood, apparently. Aww. And like this one time my grandma's house, snake got in the house. Obviously, there's whatever. a snake in my boot. There's a snake in her boot. <laughs> and so she took it and she like killed it, whatever. But then she ended up chasing my mom around with it, yeah. Like and like just like scaring her to fucking scaring the crap out of her. <laughs> That's so it. mean. So after that, like mom was just been terrified of snakes. So what I did with this information when I was a mm-hmm. kid, I would take like. Snake toys that she would buy me because so I'd always make her buy me snake toys. And I just like, I feel like she knew what was coming, so I don't know why she still did it. I don't know why either. But I would hide the snake toys around her room. So- nah. Like under her pillows. This poor woman, she's a strong, like single mother getting bullied by her child. I'll put in her blanket. It's so mean. My kids. I can Don't ever do that to me. Are you afraid of snakes? I I don't like creepy crawly things. I hate spiders. I hate spiders. Yeah, so I don't want to go to the bathroom or your house anymore. There's spiders in it. Hater. And you're just letting them live there. They do good work. They don't pay rent. They pay rent by getting rid of the fruit flies. How do they get their fruit flies from the kitchen into the bathroom? I don't know. They just like migrate. I don't know. The spider's just roaming free in our house. You just let it have free reign of your territory. It was there first. <laughs> How do you know that? There were spiders when I moved in. I don't. What's the longest like living spider? I don't know. A life's, I just saw. Look why we, This is why it takes nine hundred years for us to do a podcast. Because we like to do segues. What's that? Okay. Up to twenty years. That's a long time. Wouldn't it be fun to have a spider for twenty years? Wouldn't it be fun to only have to be as long as or be alive as long as a spider? 20 year, more years or just 20 years? No, before just before. 20 years. Stop. This got depressing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, I love my okay. spiders and all the creepy crawlies. Okay, well. You should love all of God's creatures. We don't even like people. <laughs> so just start off not strong. All right, you have the next note. You also have the next two notes. So I love not people. Uh, anyway. So bohemia mm-hmm. apparently this book is supposed to be about this bohemian family but it's not it's about the main character mm-hmm. which is really annoying jesse jim jesse Jim's. no just jim just jesse jim <laughs> well, they call him jimmy like 90 percent of the book like i don't know jimmy they yeah like so they... jesse jimmy <laughs> anyway anyway they're just—they're talking trash about the Bohemian family that he like rode the train in with, mm-hmm. and they moved to the property next door to his grandparents. And it's like a trash property. It's like barely a thing. Yeah, they talk endless shit about these like this these immigrant family. Well, so the immigrant family like moved in and like they bought this like farm, but it's like not a good farm it's basically like they're basically taken advantage of by yeah this other like the only other person that spoke anything near their language yeah and then everyone just talked shit about them for the whole book yeah it was really racist and it was like what like this yeah. is not okay and I like i think i brought it up later on in the book and i got really pissed off about all these people like hating on them for being like foreign and not used to being around here when like literally their their own like their own ancestors just got here like yeah a minute ago like how fucking long is your family? it's 1800 like how in here dude yeah it's wild anyway they're talking shit about the family and i googled finally about what bohemia is and this whole time i thought it was like in france Mm -hmm. no it's not it's in the czech Czech republic yeah which is annoying yeah, I guess I didn't know where it was either. I definitely thought it was, like, in France. I literally didn't even know it was a real place for a really long time. I guess it makes sense that it's not, though. Because, like, when I was doing research, like, side research, which I thought I wasn't going to put in this podcast, I'm going able to set it up because now I don't want to have to cite my sources. But no. I, like, was reading and it said, like, that the bohemian, like, lifestyle, like, boho chic, like, that originates from, like, bohemia like from immigrants from bohemia Perfect. like it takes styles from them from czech republic and i guess that makes sense if you think about globally where it's located you know yeah lots of layers yeah it's probably not very warm i dig it anyway uh, anyway they're weird. Real. represent they're and not they're- french <laughs> and this poor immigrant family is just shit on endlessly by all these white people around yeah and True story. Later on, right they talk about Mormons, and I love when people talk about Mormons because I don't like. Anyway, um <laughs> I don't like Mormons. That's I wasn't like going to it say it out. Loud. No, I would never. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so they told they told me that sunflowers were introduced to the country by the Mormons. I found that story interesting as well. I love this story. <laughs> yeah, that at the time of persecution, because of course Mormons get persecuted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when they left Missouri and struck out into the wilderness to find a place where they could worship God in their own way, the members of the first exploring party crossing the plains to Utah scattered sunflower seeds as they went. The next summer, when the long trains of wagons came through with all the women and children, they had the flower, this the sunflower trail to follow. I believe that botanists do not confirm bucks. <laughs> story i don't think that's his name i think it's Fox. no <laughs> i refuse i'll accidentally say antonia right but i'm gonna say fuck's name wrong <laughs> okay anyway um but fucks story insists that the sunflower was native no wait no botanists disagree with fuck story they insist that the sunflower was native to these parts nevertheless nevertheless the legend stuck in my mind and yeah. now the legend shall stick in my mind <laughs> I just also kind of think it's hilarious that they were persecuted in Missouri. Yeah. It's cute. Your turn. Yeah, that was a cute story. I did like what? it. Good night. Good night. <clears throat> um, that was a cute story, but I didn't want to note it because I didn't want to read that whole portion. So I'm glad you did. <laughs> I thought. I, well, I just I love sunflowers. I also like. I had a note, a little, because I almost did do that note, but then I had a note a little later where I have to read a whole story, and so I was like, you know, I'm just gonna let her have this one. Hopefully, thanks. Um, okay, so my next one comes from Book One, Chapter Seven, which these chapters are like pretty short, um, but except this first book is so long. Yeah,
1: it's take up
0: half the book. Yeah, it was way too fucking long. Um, anyway, so my next one comes from Chapter Seven. It says. Okay, so this is the main character we follow this whole book. His name is Jim. We've alluded to that, or Jim. we've we've said it, but not said it correctly. Um, and then he, the Bohemian family, they have, like, two brothers and two, like, sisters. And the middle, like, the sister, the older sister, is Antonia. Antonia, however we say her name. And he's, like, obsessed with her. For some reason and they like hang out and he's like teaching her how to like he's teaching her english and like i think teaching her how to read um i don't know if she went to read i don't know english at least though, yeah yeah he teaches her english um and so they're like friends but he's like obsessed with her like everyone they make a weird point where everyone talks about how pretty she is everyone it's really weird and i'm like she's like 13 or something like that like she's like also everyone is talking about everyone in this book everyone's just always talking about people yeah they just literally no one ever I think it's because they don't have tv because that's all we do is talk about people but we just talk about tiktok people I guess god damn it just seems really weird they're talking about everyone else's business that's literally what we did earlier (laughs) I guess true anyway um yeah it's just it is weird it's weird it's jarring to read about and they do it in like a way where like every of information is public knowledge like there's literally no secrets which i'm like it's just weird you live like this (laughs) yeah it's just weird anyway so he is friends with her and this is what he says as much as i liked antonia i hated a superior tone that she sometimes took with me she was four years older than i to be sure and had seen more of the world but i was a boy and she was a girl and i resented her (laughs) protecting manner and I was like, God forbid she treats you as an equal with her being a dumb girl and all. How dare she see more of the world than me and <laughs> be more worldly than me, this fucking bitch. She's still a girl, so I'm still better than her. And I said, I roll into the next century. Obviously, I gotta fuck this kid. I hate him. I think I hated him for like literally the same reason him just being a dumb dude, because that's my next note. He had like, he kills this big snake. Mm-hmm. and it's just such a big deal and everyone gets to know about it and they just like literally post it up They're like yeah. hey, look at this snake i killed to be fair it was like five and yeah. a half feet long it was a huge fucking snake which like that's taller than me like it's a that thing is bigger than me like it's a big ass snake I'll yeah. admit, like it's impressive and he didn't and he like he protected the Anthony girl yeah and her sister good for him but like i just hate the way he talked about it is like i had killed a big snake i was now a big fellow I was like, you're 10, bro. Literally, is like. I thought it was so funny that like our notes are right next to each other and we both did all caps. I roll. Yeah, that was literally my whole attitude with this man from the get-go. Fucking kid was so annoying. So So annoying. So annoying. So the Russians, the Shamirdas, whatever their names are. That's close enough. Their only friends are like other than his grandparents because there's like this big language barrier the only other people they can talk to are these russian dudes mm-hmm. um i don't remember their names it's like pavel pavel and peter yeah yeah so pavel and peter and they have this whole fucking story that was wild to it me. was wild, and i did had to read it three times i did not get it so there's like this whole a bunch of people go to a wedding and they're like fucking partying, going off just going fucking just partying. Ham, going ham. Everyone's fucking drunk. They're fucking hammered. Mm-hmm. And their mode of transportation is a sledge. And I'm assuming that's a sleigh of some sort. Yeah, I'm assuming it's like a horse-drawn carriage. I didn't look, like, I'm not, skis. I'm not that. It's like Santa's sleigh. That's what I'm assuming. Yeah, that makes sense. And So there's a bunch of these like in a line going from like where the wedding is partying mm-hmm. back to town. And so on their way back, apparently there's this pack of wolves with literally literally all of the wolves in the world. Apparently. Yeah, it's like they were like it's like 20, 30 like, like an wolves. unreasonable amount of wolves. Which I'm like I don't even think packs are that big anymore. Like I think they're like We hunted the fuck out of them. Yeah, they're like they're like 11 or something like that. But so many fucking wolves. Yeah. <laughs> and basically these wolves one by one just start pick It sounds like a horror movie, it honestly. It really does. It's, actually. This, this is the most exciting part of the book. <laughs> and that kind of bums me out at the very beginning but like literally one by one these sleighs full of drunk people from a wedding just start getting picked off by these wolves and like one by one until there's like literally just one left with the bride and groom and peter and pavel on it and they're like dude we gotta lose some weight and i like ditch the bitch and they're like no what the fuck <laughs> it's so <laughs> You know, I don't know. I just let her just throw her off anyway. And the groom, oh my god, that's so awful. Back Somebody literally wrote this. This came out of Willa's brain, so she's like pretending to be this boring author, but she came up with this the, the best horror story we've heard since the Only Good Indians. And yeah, so they make it back into town after everyone is eaten by wolves. Yikes. And they're basically shunned because they literally threw the bread to the wolves. Yeah. Everyone is dead. Yeah. Oh my God. Didn't they get run out of town, basically? They literally got run out of town. And that's why they moved to America. And, like, everywhere they went, their story would come out. And so they just got shamed out of the country. Out of the continent. It was so funny. That's so awful. I actually, I'm glad that you told me that story. Um, That's a really exciting story. And but it leads into ex- my next point. the most exciting part of the book. Go ahead. It leads into my next point, which is that this is the least exciting and least funny story I've ever heard. So it says... <clears throat> I remember one funny story about himself that made grandmother who was working her bread on the breadboard laugh until she wiped her eyes with her bare arms, her hands being flowery. It was like this. When Otto left Austria to come to America, he was asked by one of his relatives to look after a woman who was crossing on the same boat to join her husband in Chicago. The woman started off with two children, but it's clear that her family might grow larger on the journey. Fuchs said he got on fine with the kids and liked the mother though she played on wait, played a sorry trick on him In mid-ocean, she proceeded to have not one baby, but three. This event made Fuchs the object of undeserved notoriety since he was traveling with her. The steerage stewardess was indignant with him. The doctor regarded him with suspicion. The first-class passengers, who made up a purse for the woman, took an embarrassing interest in Otto and often inquired of him about his charge. When the triplets were taken ashore at New York, he had, as he said, to carry some of them. The trip to Chicago was even worse than wait, the ocean voyage. On the train, it was very difficult to get milk for the babies and to keep their bottles clean. The mother did her best, but no woman out of her natural resources could feed three babies. The husband in Chicago was working in a furniture factory for modest wages, and we met his family at the station, he was rather crushed by the size of it. too. or he too, seemed to consider Fuchs in some fashion to blame. I was sure glad Auto concluded that he didn't take his hard feelings out on the poor woman, but he had stolen eye for me, all right? Now, did you ever hear of a young feller's having such hard luck, Mrs. Burden? That story is not funny. What part of it was funny? Also, how is it his bad luck? She was alone with a strange man and three infants. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand. That we have so many pieces of like shit like this. Like <laughs> in this book, there's so many like little side stories that I don't understand why they're in the book. This book is so short yet so long. Like it's way too long. Like we could it could have been a hundred page book if we cut out all this bullshit. And yeah. what would the story be then? There'd be no story. I, it's not good. about anything. <laughs> yeah. I feel like she didn't really write this book. Like there, she she just sat down and said, let me just write some bullshit. She didn't like storyboard or anything. Like this is part of a series, right? Maybe this is just like part maybe the maybe the story's in the rest of the series. I don't I'll look into it. Either way, she's either a terrible storyboarder or <laughs> or we're missing a lot of what's novel. I don't know why any of this shit is important. It's not. I hate it. <laughs> We'll get there. It's feel like in a like a super abridged. Yeah, where's the rest, Willa? Yeah, Willa Carter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, your note. Oh, so I hate his grandparents. <laughs> mm-hmm. Basically, a couple people are the immigrants in this book, and they're like they're demonized by everyone. Yeah, literally everyone. It's disgusting. Anyway, so um Antonio's family, they're still getting used to the whole homestead thing because they're used to civilization, you know, over mm-hmm. in their country where they're used to, you know, they have good jobs and whatever. But they came to America and they're homesteading and they're getting used to it. And grandma goes over to help them out because oh. they're really suffering in their shithole of a house. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in return they give her like their most prized possession. And I'm and she just like throws it into the fire because she doesn't understand it mm-hmm. she's like i'm not gonna trust anything that's set with clothes or blah 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 and like the the main character grabs a piece and like choose chews on it and realize that it's dried mushrooms it's mm-hmm. like it's probably it's probably like truffles yeah it's like their prized possession and they gave a change to fire and i was yeah. like that's it grandma's dead to me fuck her yeah back on the old lady white train thought she was cool because i think homesteading is cool but no mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it was oh my god I have so many notes you have so many notes in a so I hate his grandma she sucks Mm -hmm. also I I think I just hate most people in this book because the family tragedy that that's from the back of the book Antonia's life is her dad allegedly commits suicide and then they never bring it up like they bring up how his death affects her but they Mm -hmm. never bring up the very suspicious circumstances of his death i firmly believe that he didn't kill himself it's really weird to me that they bring up that he he used his toe to pull the trigger i don't believe that i don't i didn't question it because like they spent this whole up to this point talking about how he never wanted to come to america he wanted to stay home he's having such a hard time he's depressed he misses his friends he misses his country he never plays music like yeah they so she like sets it up to where like i didn't question whether or not it was a suicide i just wanted i wanted someone to question it (laughs) yeah for justice for the man but uh i don't know he just like they literally live in like a like a cellar like in a like not even like a good cellar like a dugout like it's literally just like a whole a whole dugout like they call it a cave yeah (laughs) like they literally live in it like so he's I i thought he was just having a hard time yeah i guess but it is kind of weird i just think that she's not a good enough writer in her time to like have the forethought to like have to make it be like a murder mystery i guess i just don't think she's she's capable of that you know yeah okay so i'm sorry to burst your bubble bursted whatever um now maybe you'll hate this book more (laughs) Uh, so he goes to visit them on their farm and what's-her-face has stopped being pretty to him i guess or something i don't know but oh, yeah, because she, like, starts to work in the fields after her dad dies. Yeah, after her, she's, it's, like, her and her brother trying to make everything on the farm run smoothly. Mm-hmm. And they're figuring it all out. And so she's working the fields with her horses. And so she's talking about it. And she's, like, personally, I'm very proud of her. I think she's doing a good job stepping up and doing all this for the family and, like, trying to make everything good for her whole family. Mm-hmm. Her and her brother. And he's, like, was she growing boastful like, her mother, I wondered. And it's like, dude, I'm really getting real tired of this dude. Mm-hmm. It's like, he just assumes that she's boastful when she's like proud. What is wrong with that? Yeah. I don't know. It takes place in the 1800s and like, they're literally not that far away from their first generation of immigrants. And like, they're yeah. so weird with their religious traditions. And like, and I think Yeah, I think I think that Antonia's mom would be a better cook than grandma because you remember that she makes that comment about how about how grandma has all this cool stuff. And Mm -hmm. so that's why, of course, everything's like better because she has all the cool stuff to make her life easier. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? I, I can believe it. Like, I think she could potentially be a better cook. I don't think she's being that boastful. I think she knows that she's a good cook. I know for a fact that having, like, a kitchen full of good shit makes you a better cook. and makes life a little bit easier. Yeah. Like, you can't, I'm not saying, like, you can't be a good cook in a shitty kitchen, but it's a lot easier to be a good cook in a good kitchen. Yeah. Like, I've cooked more in the past nine months than I have ever in my life. (laughs) And that's because my kitchen is huge and I have fancy shit like an immersion blender and a regular blender, and I have a fucking oven, and I have running water, and it's crazy how much more cooking I do when I have yeah. all of these luxuries. Yeah. Which, you know what, none of the Schmiertas don't have. It's almost like... Privilege. Weird. Weird how that works out. And I was, um, I'm sorry, I got a little distracted because I was looking back through the book, because I don't know if I um made this up, or at some point I was gonna make, I think I was gonna make a note about, I think somewhere he literally says if they don't want to be here why did they move here or something like that or like people who don't appreciate being in america shouldn't live here oh yeah like i was like you know what i'm saying fucking hated that i don't think i made a note about it because i think that it pissed me off and i was not ready to articulate it yeah it was definitely like at the end of something yeah he's like talking to his grandma or something or talking to her um Show pause. pause. Yep, I found it. I found it. (laughs) Okay, Okay. talk about it. So because I don't think either one of us made a note about it. Uh said my papa sad for old country. He not look good. He never make music anymore. At home he play violin all the time for weddings and for dance. Here never. When I beg him for play, he shake his head no. Some days he take his violin out of his box and make with his finger on strings like this, but never make the music he don't like this country. And then Jim says people who don't like this country ought to stay home. I said, severely, we don't make them come here. Fuck you. Fuck you, bro. Like I get told to go back to my own country one more time. Like they demonize like the immigrants so much. And I'm just like, for why we're all fucking immigrants. Like we all came from somewhere else. Like and let like no one in this book is native american so no one in this book has the right to talk as much shit as they do it's just it's it was gross i yeah i've distinctly didn't make a note about it and still ended up talking about it so anyway oh just more hate so much hate um oh they're talking about the shmiras because they're always just shit talking each other literally always This whole package is like, I knew he had broken the saw referring to, what was the brother's name? Ambro. Ambrose. Yeah. John Ambrose. (laughs) Um, I (laughs) I knew he had broken the saw and then hit it and lied about it. Why? How do you know that? I knew he had broken the saw and then hit it and lied about it. I began to wish I had not stayed for supper. Everything was disagreeable to me. Antonia ate so noisily now like a man and she yawned often at the table and kept stretching her arms over her head as if they ached grandmother had said heavy feared work will spoil that girl she'll lose all her nice ways and get rough ones she had lost them already um what the fuck did you just say <laughs> stretching her arms over her head as if they hurt um as if they were sore um as if bitch didn't come in from working in the fields all day what the fuck sir you're a bitch fuck what the fuck did you do today go to school today bitch you work the fields god i'm so proud of her and he's just diminishing everything and i just like can't fucking stand him and it's written by a woman why would she do this why like even if she was doing it in like a like a bring light to the situation way like like it sucks it sucks like it just like if you have if you're gonna write something like do do better you know like why is this talking about how it's like talk uh spirited daughter of immigrants yeah and like how women help forge the communities when they're literally just nothing like, Which is they nothing do, mean They're they new women. Shit on women the whole book, and like, I think that's what made me mad is because I was excited to like read a book about women, like, doing... yeah, but it wasn't women doing shit. It was just men talking shit about. It just made me mad. It and was then not... when women started doing shit. They started shit talking shit about the women doing shit. Yeah, <laughs> Lena just... deserved better. We'll get to Lena. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was just not fun. Not fun time for me. fuck, fuck the main character. And then, finally, the fucking first book is over. They talk about, the next book is called The Hired Girls. And basically, everyone gets to go to town. hmm Like, Jim and his grandparents move to town, and then all the immigrant girls get hired into town. So, like, they're, they're a different class of people, basically. Yeah. So, he's really not supposed to associate with them. But they all grew up together. So, like, they're still friends, and so they still do hang out. But yeah. bitches be talking shit. <laughs> yeah. Anyway um so uh, they talk about getting Antonia a, a job with their neighbors and it's their neighbors the hurlings yeah something like that um they talk about how the girl will be happy here and she'll forget those things says mrs hurling company and i just like they are gonna take her and they're gonna whitewash her yeah and they're gonna they're gonna take her under her wing and like make her something else, remove her tough her rough exterior. Yeah. Cause and I'm just like not digging it. Yeah, it's colonizing. Yeah. Part of why like, they like her is because she's so cool and like exotic to them, but like they're they're trying to get rid of that. Yeah. And then they're not gonna like her as much. She's gonna be like, You're not as cool as you once were. It's like, oh fuck you. And like they make a note or a point to say that she like has a crush on like the sun oh yeah that the only, only sun yeah and so like and it's just so out of the realm of reality for them they're like haha yeah. ha, ha, that's so silly they could never like yeah and why not yeah and it's just I don't know it it was a lot very classist yeah I don't a lot of classes in this book and like so much privilege and so much <sighs> oppression I hate these people it's just garbage. Um, they stopped reminding me of my grandparents real quick. Yeah. just a lot. So there's multiple girls in this group. I think there's like four like main, like hired girls for yeah, them that they talk about. Antonia, Lena, tiny, tiny. And then and, the three Marys. Oh yeah. And then there's like an Anna. There's an Anna. Yeah, probably. So I think there's like, there's, but the handful ones we talk about the most is Lena, Antonia, tiny and one slash all of the Marys. Yeah. Yeah. Well just there's just one person. It's the Marys. The Marys. Yeah. So um Lena is Norwegian, I think. Or she she she's the albino one. She's is she Norwegian or is she no she's lived it's Norwegian Mar- Anna. Yeah. So anyway. Lena Lindard. <laughs> well who, who is I can't remember where she came from. Maybe she's Polish or something. I can't remember. Or from Czech? Um, I don't... Well, they do say it somewhere. I just didn't think Lena was going to matter that much for some reason. But then she kept popping up, going off like a girl boss. Yeah, and so I just didn't really pay attention because... No one ever paid attention to Lena Lingard. <laughs> they also <laughs> introduce characters so willy-nilly that, like, I just don't know who's important. Because we learned so much about Jake and Otto and then they just disappear after the first book and I'm like I I never see them again why did I have to learn so much about these guys they aren't important like it's just weird and so anyway um then there's Lena and she they're talking basically about these girls going through puberty like how they just like they've come to town and so they're not like they're not dirty field girls anymore (laughs) like dirty country girls they like dress differently and like everyone's just talking about them like their glow up basically which is just gross yeah they pay way too much attention to how these girls are maturing yeah and like they're children like they're, icky. like they're teenagers and it's like back in the day when people got married when they were like 15 so like it's not out of the realm of possibility but it's also still not okay like even back then it wasn't okay so it's just weird um. Anyway, so Lena like goes to church and she like looks nice, and some man is just like obsessed with her. So this is where we make the same note, I think. Oh, about the- about that grown man and how his oh crazy Marion and Oli. Yeah, how his wife like she they literally talk about how she went to an insane asylum, and then she comes back and she sees her husband like boggling this teenage girl and she loses her shit on On the teenage girl and she chases her with a fucking knife like it says mary was not far behind she came right up to the door and made us feel how sharp her blade was showing us very graphically just what she meant to do to lena so like she was literally threatening this child with murder and everyone was just blaming they were blaming lena for it Like Lena, you slut! How dare you be pretty and young? Yeah, they just the way they talk about it was like it was Lena's fault for wearing stockings and shoes. Like, dare she? How dare she dress like a human? Like, how dare she? Like, it just. Why was it her problem that that man was gross? It's never what they're wearing. It's never the problem. It's always the man. It's and I was just like, "This is. Let's just blame this literal child for a man being a creep." And this then let's literal just child. be okay with this literal this woman who's literally called Crazy Mary to chase this child around with a knife. Literally, nobody stopped. Nobody stopped her. They've <laughs> been forever. And I was like, I'm so tired of reading about all these children being exploited. Like these poor girls. Just it was Marion in the last book. Marion and Hadley in the last book, you know. Just and like these girls, all these poor little immigrant girls. Why are, why do we gotta read about so many girls being exploited? Why 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 are so many girls exploited? We gotta pick better books, or we gotta stop exploiting girls. America, you choose. America explained. <laughs> Anyway, so we both made the same note and I think because it stuck out to us about being so awful. Yeah. So after that, there's that terrible... They're just like... So they're all teenagers and they're all chilling and they all Mm -hmm. like to hang out in like hotels and tents and whatever's... You know, fuck around. Why the fuck are they hanging out in a tent? I don't know. They didn't have anything better to do. So basically in this small town, they hang out in a tent. And they meet a bunch of people and they do a lot of socializing. And at some point in time, they hang out in the hotel. Mm-hmm. And one of the guests is like this this mulatto gentleman. Is that offensive? We're not enough? allowed to say that word yet. Yeah. Remember, we would, we learned about it last time. Okay. Just call him a black gentleman? Yeah. Okay. He's, yeah, I'm a mixed race gentleman. He like got sick when he was an infant and he like is mostly, he's full blind yeah I think he's full blind he's fully blind and it happened when he was like three or something yeah and allegedly he's like some type of deformed because they keep calling him like grossly ugly or if they're just being super racist I can't tell but it's basically this this poor dude is a piano player yeah and the way they just describe this scene is really gross and insensitive and racist and ugly and I hate it yeah and they basically just like he plays the piano. And it's, it's a mental stroke basically. Yeah. They're just making fun of a black guy existing (laughs) and it's disgusting. It was, yeah, it was awful. It was so hard to read. And I was like, gross. "Eh." (laughs) The whole story, like, if you take it out of this context and like you just listen to the story, it's literally the cutest little story about a little blind boy who learns to play the piano. I know. That's a Hallmark movie. I literally teared up. He just has it naturally in him to like, like hear the hear the notes and be able to recreate them. Yeah, and like he so like what happens is he hears the music and he like goes to the window and like listens and then when the room's empty, he like he sneaks in and like Starts to touch the piano, and he's like a little slave boy. He's never seen a piano in his fucking life. And instead (laughs) of like beating the shit out of him, they just teach him how to play piano, and then he becomes a really good piano player. And I was just like, that could be its own fucking beautiful story, like its own like little little hallmark movie. And And he's just a little fucking monkey to them. Yeah, it's disgusting. (laughs) See, that's what I'm saying. Like, why would she do this? Why would she write such good stories and stick them in this trash heap of a story? Gross. Gross. speaking of gross brings on to our next point what is with the main characters in the in the books we read and them just like crawling around town being gross and weird oh like in the stranger yeah like in the stranger <laughs> i hate the stranger and here he's, it is again he follows that woman around town yeah and so what this creepy thing this main character does is instead of because he's like not allowed to go to dance because of this weird basically it's the town from Footloose, and if you dance, <laughs> you are a heathen. Yeah. Or you're an immigrant, and those equate, and they're terrible. And he, like, was sneaking out of, like, his grandparents' house, and they're like, we don't care that you went to the dance. We just care that you've been sneaking out. It makes us look bad. But you have been going to the dance, and that mean- means that people think you're a bad person. Yes, so we would have heard if you didn't go. So he's like, I won't go because it hurts your feelings. And so he stops going. And so instead of going to the dances, you know, and he does instead. Fucking weirdo. He just acts like a weirdo and prowls around town. For weird. A diversion. And he's just like looking into people's windows and like, just like watching people's houses. And all because he can't come to terms with the fact that his friends are growing up and not everyone wants to like be a fucking weirdo with him. Yeah except that he like tries to con all his friends into kissing him at some point like ugh. did we make a note about this where he like he tells Antonia like he's like walks her home from a dance one time and he's like you gotta kiss me and she was like no like we're friends like I'm not going to and he's like well Lena lets me kiss her all the time I'm like these are your fucking friends I hate this guy he like puts like, them against each other <laughs> And I'm like, that's such a douchey thing to do. Like, don't be like, come on, everyone's doing it. She want to fucking kiss you, man. No means no. And she's like stated it so many times. Like yeah. he's done this so many different times she's, and she's never been interested. He's four years older than him. He's a fucking child to her. Yeah, because like, they're still so young. She's, he's literally a child. But she's like, but he, or, but he's like, well, I'm a boy and I'm like. I'm a man. I'm now. a white man. Like, he's just like gross entitled entitled and then he like tries to be all moral superior like i'm not sleeping around yeah but you're kissing all your fucking friends you're trying to con them into kissing you he's such a slut fucking slut slut shame him hate him Um, glad he has a loveless marriage and has no children hate him anyway go ahead what makes me mad Mm -hmm. um okay so At this time, I'm pretty sure Antonia's living with the Cutters. Yeah, because she got, she left the Harlings' house. Yeah, they made her leave. They gave her an ultimatum. Either you have to stop being such a dirty little slut. And go to these dances. You dirty little slut. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, yeah, it's the town from Footloose. Basically, (laughs) you need to stop dancing. And she says, no, you guys really can't control what I do outside of work. Yeah, like you're my employers. You're not my parents. And they say, well, if that's how you feel... You're not welcome here. Go on, get. Go on now, get. And so she go on nows and gets. Gets another job, and she gets a job with the cutters. This uh, childless married couple, who are insane, you make a big point about talking about how hideous the wife is, which is also terrible. I was just like glad we're villainizing all the women in this book. An ugly woman is a tragedy. At <laughs> two, Wallace. Fuck you, Wallace not sad you died so yeah he's um she works for the cutters and at some point they go out of town because mr cutter is not allowed to go out of town without Mm -hmm. mrs cutter Mm -hmm. because he's a dirty little slut and he (laughs) sleeps around everyone in this book is a dirty little slut everyone is a dirty little slut absolutely but especially the men Mm -hmm. and so they go out of town together and he makes immigrant girls what you said, I said, everyone's a slut, and you said, except that, yeah, and then I, you but said, especially that men, and then I said, yeah, and apparently, never mind, continue. assumedly the immigrant girls <laughs> continue. But he, Mr. Cutter makes like a weird big deal about making sure that she stays there alone. Oh, yeah, she's not allowed to bring any boys over because she's a slut. Yes, absolutely, so stupid. And she did like what was the other rule? She's not allowed to lock the door or something, or. I don't remember. Yeah. Some bullshit rules. But basically, she needs to stay there alone, and no one, no one's allowed to stay with her. And so she, she doesn't want to do that. She feels really scared. Oh, yeah. And then doesn't he leave something under her bed? Yeah, he leaves, like, the silver and, like, promissory notes or something. Yeah, it's weird. And then, so what she talks, she comes to grandma, grandpa, and, like, hey, I'm scared. This situation is hinky. Mm-hmm. So hinky. Hankiest situation on the fucking planet. Mm-hmm. And then... They decide just to swap for the night. And so Antonia stays at his place. Mm -hmm. And he stays at their place. Yeah. And so in the middle of the night, he's awoken to Mr. Cutter, like grabbing him by the shoulders and just beating the shit out of him. Yeah. Like yelling at him, being like, where the fuck is she? That little hussy. That little hussy's here with you. Where is (laughs) she? She thought she could could sneak you in. I was like, what are you? And he like beats the shit out of him. Literally, he's like, what are you here to do, dude? And then like, but the thing that's grosser about that, I mean, not grosser. That's pretty awful. Like, and then, so Jim goes home and then he's fucking pissed at her. Like, He literally villainizes her. This is her fault somehow that she was going to get attacked tonight. (laughs) Yeah. And now he got attacked and he like literally won't speak to her. She's like outside the door crying because she feels so bad. And he's just like, won't speak to her. He's like, I'm so glad that you were there and not Antonia. Nia. I was like, I don't share the sentiment. He's yeah. like, what the fuck, fuck, dude? this guy. I hate him so much. Like, okay. don't be like, well, he also didn't want to go. His grandma made him. But I was going to say, like, don't be like, I'm a man. Like, I'll, like, I'll protect my, like, my friend. And then, then like, be a fucking man. Then, then be a little bitch boy about it. So, yeah. But the only, and but the funny part of this is the way that Mr. Cutter got away from his wife is he ended up being like, hey, wife, you go on ahead. I'm going to stay here and finish up some business at the business building, basically. Mm -hmm. And so he just, he gets her ticket and he puts her on a train and sends her off. And she realizes that he sends her the wrong fucking direction. (laughs) It is so awful. (laughs) And it's like, what the fuck, dude? It reminds me of what? In the, the seasons of New Girl when Nick is dating uh Megan Fox's character and he wants to break up with her and he doesn't know how, he literally, they get on a train to San Diego. He gets off the train and goes off and she goes to San Diego by herself. And he like comes back to the loft and they're like, where's Reagan? And he's like, uh, in San Diego. They're like, you left a woman on a train alone. Like that's how he broke up with her. And she comes back and she's like, what the fuck? Literally, what the fuck? That's what that reminds me of. That is so ridiculous. Why would you do that? (laughs) So yeah, what the fuck? This guy is ridiculous. Literally to go back so he can he can rape his housekeeper. Like, what? And also, like, they made it sound like it was like like either that she got raped or that like someone caught like someone in the act of doing it, which I guess he had the intention of doing it yeah but like I don't know I just kind of thought something else was going to happen to her with the way that the book the back of the book made it sound you know like not that sexual assault isn't scary like I don't know know. I just think whoever writes blurbs on the back of books in the last couple books have really embellished some things yeah they need to tone it down yeah it's a little dramatic anyway next book is all about lena lingard and i love lena (laughs) lena's great she's uh, she's a girl boss i also think lena's a lesbian because they talk about later at the end when her and tiny like live together interesting like huh that would make sense. interesting Interesting. because it comes it ties into my next point which i think we both um have the same note about how you know her better than she knows herself yeah so this note you're talking about lena but the next one is our note that's together so i anyway i just before you talk about lena i think she's a lesbian and i'll tell you why interesting so lena has violet eyes and i was like what the fuck that's not real (laughs) turns out yes apparently it is yes it is (laughs) if if you have a certain type of albinism you could have violet eyes and i was like hmm but I do remember at some point in time, they made a point of, because they make a point of bringing up the girls looks way too often. It's kind of gross. And how since they started working in the fields, they're no longer milky white. They're not milky white. They're not fresh. Not like. They're spoiled now. And they're not as Aryan as they, they once were. Grody. But he's like, but Lena, even though she spent all that time in the field, she was still pale white. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I guess that makes sense. If she's still super pale, she might, she might be albino. Yeah. So they're like, okay, whatever. I'll give them a maybe on this. And like, they wouldn't know back then. Yeah. She's just, she's just a pretty girl. Yeah. So yeah, she had had pretty eyes. Anyway, this next point, we're mad. (laughs) Yeah. So he's talking about Lena and this is, so he went to college. Like. Like a bitch. Yeah. Like he had the privilege to go to school and not have to work in someone's household and then go to college. I think to be a fucking lawyer or something like that i think so yeah he went to law school they talk about how like he goes to harvard he could be a preacher he could be at this he could be at that and then and he's he gets like, mad yeah and then i will certainly not be a preacher basically everyone was saying like you would be good at anything you tried to do they're so nice to him he and things everything the wrong way he he's such a every- shithead he Such a piece of shit and so then he like goes to college i think to be a lawyer he goes yeah he goes to harvard and he like and then he finds out no actually this first he just goes to college in lincoln in lincoln nebraska gross and then he goes to harvard yeah and it's like you should follow me to the east <laughs> yeah so he goes to like college and that's where and i guess lena also moves to lincoln and she opens like a dress shop or something like that yeah like she just girl bosses the fuck out of it she does so well for herself yeah and um so then you know he's talking they're kind of going on casual like dates i don't know if they're dating or if they're just like i googled it well, I googled Lena trying to figure out where she's an immigrant from and I couldn't find it quick enough so I gave up, but mm-hmm. it did call her his girlfriend. Okay, so I guess he considered her his girlfriend. I don't know if they ever specifically say. I don't know if they ever had the, the you know, the yeah. her the relationship we're talking about. But when they live in the same town, they go to, like, the theater and stuff together and, like, anyway, so, um, another, like, talking because she has, like, a bunch of interested men because she's a girl boss and also she's apparently very pretty. So and she like dress is really nice because she makes some good fucking clothes. Yeah. So anyway, she has like a handful of um of suitors, and of course the little bitch boy Jim is like yeah. trying to figure out where he stands on the totem pole. You know, oh that might be a little racist. Where he stands on the the I don't know what it's called on the hierarchy. Yeah, of, hierarchy of men in her life. Yeah, of her where where what his position is on the roster. There mm-hmm. we go. Trying to figure that out. Anyway, so he's talking to her, and then. She says, why? I'm not going to marry anybody. Didn't you know that? Nonsense, Lena. That's what girls say. But you know better. Every handsome girl like you marries, of course. She shook her head. Not me. But why not? What makes you say that? I persisted. Lena laughed. Well, it's mainly because I don't want a husband. Men are all right for friends. But as soon as you marry them, they turn into cranky old fathers, even the wild ones. They begin to tell you that it's what's sensible and what's foolish and want you to stick at home all the time. I prefer to be foolish when I feel like it and be accountable to nobody but you'll be lonesome. You'll get tired of this sort of life and you'll want a family. Oh will I? Oh fucking will I. <laughs> because you know what Lena doesn't do? She doesn't get married and have a bunch of kids and get boring. She goes on adventures. She like literally. She's cool as fuck. She goes to, like San Francisco, like and just does the same shit. Girl boss still. And you know who else? Girl boss is fucking tiny. She goes all the way to Skagway. Literally goes to Alaska. Alaska. Alaska makes ne- another appearance. Alaska from Nebraska, bitch. Like, don't do that. <laughs> anyway, so they're just like, it's just annoying that he Alaska says this. I don't know. Can you stop, please, Penelope? Be... Um. So anyway, it's just like really annoying, and I just, why are people oh. always so offended by other people saying they don't want to get married? What is it to you, dude? Do you want to fucking give her offspring? Is that why you're offended? Yeah. He, well, that's why he's offended. But I also then started drawing on my real life experience, which is like every time I've ever said I don't want to get married, then someone inevitably tells me, oh, you'll change your mind when you meet the right person. Or, oh, like, don't you want kids? And I'm just like, what if I don't? What does that? And then they get mad or not mad, but they get like defensive as if I'm saying like marriage is stupid. Or like obviously you not wanting to make the same choices they made means you think that they made the wrong choice and you think you're better than them which is actually the fucking opposite of like what's I'm happening good enough to be a mother i'm sorry <laughs> like i just like yeah i just don't and i'm just like someone else not wanting to be married does not make your marriage any less valid i know in this case it's because he wants to marry her but like that's just this case in my life whenever a woman you know has said they don't want to get married someone literally always says you'll change your mind like nope not going to. Not very girl boss. Fuck you. Stop being so invested in everyone else's love life. It's weird. Worry about your own damn selves. Fuck Jim. Shouldn't be giving relationship advice anyway. You end up in a loveless marriage with no children. So, boom. Boo. Anyway, we do make the same note because then you got mad too. Yeah, so I'm about telling her she will, in fact, want children. Dumb girl. You dumb, stupid girl. Don't you know your own biology. And. I think this is another instance where, like, they end up breaking up because his, like, studies end up slipping because he's spending too much time with her. And his Mm -hmm. grandparents are like, we've heard that you've been hanging out with that slutty little Mm -hmm. immigrant bitch. Yeah. And his professor is like, I see that you've been hanging around town with that beautiful young lady. And they just, like, make it her fault that he's being a piece of shit in school. And it's like, why the the fuck does this dude's problem? Like if he can't study and have a girlfriend, it really sounds like a him problem. And it's like it's so weird how little he controls his own life and I just hate him. Mhm. Yeah, and I hate how he's so narrow-minded about everything. Especially telling Lena, "I I just know you better. I know you better yeah. than you know you." I hate it. I hate him. He's the worst. Everyone's the worst. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out where Lena's from, right? Cuz I really am interested now. I have to- Bring it up at some point. She first shows up like way in the beginning though, because they all grew up together. No, a Norwegian immigrant. Okay, so I was right. A hot bitch. Anyway, love Lena. Hate that they treat her like shit. She deserves her, and she literally just like gets treated badly, so bad. And then also back to someone else who gets treated badly. <laughs> Antonina gets treated badly. She deserves better. So um in chapter or in book four chapter two because I literally just kind of skipped through most of book or chapter yeah book two and book three I kind of just skipped through most of it because they weren't super interesting yeah it was kind of just like it was weird after having like such a long first book and then having just like a bunch of like weird short stories like it just like I don't know it was weird so I kind of skipped through it read through it really really fast so now I'm into book four, which is called The Pioneer Woman's Story. And then chapter two. Why is it called The Pioneer Woman's Story, where it's basically just gossip? It's literally just like, this is what happened to Tony. Like, why did we have to get it this way? Yeah, sorry. Okay, go. And why? It just was weird. Okay, so <clears throat> they could have told her, to- told her story about her when the book is her fucking it's name. It's literally the book is called My Antonia. Like, why why could we not get anyway so this is what happens to her she like everyone all her friends like leave her you know and she stays home in the town and like then she like meets this guy I think his name's Larry Ew. and Larry Donovan am I wrong no yeah because I remember him him being like is he still running with that Donovan yeah so yeah Larry so anyway she like meets this guy and like falls in love with him and then he like goes away and like calls for her basically and so she like goes to him and they're supposed to get married and they like live like they're married for a little bit and then she comes back and she's not married but she's pregnant and then she like uh doesn't tell anyone and then gives birth to her baby like all by herself basically doesn't speak to anyone the whole time she's back because she's like depressed yeah she's been through a lot and then like so anyway jim finds out about this or, like, I don't know if he has found out about this yet. Or if he just knows something happened to her. I think he just knows something happened to her. He it's... keeps hearing rumors of, ah, poor Lena, ah, she's not had it well. So no, not Lena, Tony. Sorry. Oh, someone says, that's Tony Schmira's baby. You remember her. She used to be the Harlings' Tony. Too bad. She seems proud of her baby, though. It wouldn't hear a cheap frame for the picture. Wait, yeah i expect her brother will be in for it on saturday i went away feeling that i must see Antonia again another girl would have kept her baby out of sight but tony of course must have its picture on a ex- exhibition in the town photographers in a great guilt frame how like her i could forgive her i told myself if she hadn't thrown herself away on such a cheap sort of fellow wow and i said cool. fuck you she doesn't need your forgiveness she doesn't owe you anything so single mothers have thrown themselves away like i was like are you serious something happened to her like obviously bad if she's like like if she's not married did he die like what happened to him you know i think it just said he straight up abandoned her no no he did but like they don't know that like yeah, jim doesn't know that the worst. he's just assu- jim's a piece of shit because he knows that that guy's not a good guy which obviously he's not a good guy but like something bad has happened to this woman. She's your friend, your lifelong friend. And Allegedly you're just you here. love her. Yeah, and you're just over here fucking judging her. Like get over yourself just because she didn't marry you. Like should have been a better grown. You should have grown up better. <laughs> and also he literally ditches her and then like moves away, goes to Harvard and then gets mad that she didn't like wait for him. How dare you move on with your life? Like it- what the fuck? I just hate this man. I hate him so much. And I hate everyone in this town because then he- he... doesn't get any better either. No. And then he goes to his neighbor, like the neighbor's house, like Mrs. Stevens. Yeah, widow, widow Stevers. And gets her to tell him the whole story of what happened to Tony. Like, doesn't ask Tony. He gets the tea from someone else. He's a gossipy little bitch. Yeah, that whole book, the Pioneer Woman story, the Pioneer Woman is Mrs. Stevers and- she's basically just a fucking gossip and she like acts like she loves her and cares about her and she's like oh i helped her and i've helped her raise her baby and she's just like but she's also just literally telling like talking mad shit about her telling her whole life story to this dude to this dude that like no privacy literally none none of his business yeah and at the same time she shits on lena for a passage and that bothers me and like at this point in time, I'm pretty sure... Is this before or after the 20 years? This is before. This is, like, right before. It's been only, like, four. Because it's, like, after he graduates, he goes back uh, for the summer. Okay, so she's still pretty young at this point. She, she's, not like, the... 24, I think. Okay. But Nina Lingard's off girl bossing. And the Pioneer Woman starts to talk about the girls, blah, blah, blah. She's, she's comparing them, and I hate that. Um... I felt bowed with despair. My Antonia, that I had so much good, that had had so much good in her, had come home disgraced. And that Lena Lingard, that was always a bad one, say what you will, had turned out so well and was coming home here every summer in her silks and her satins and doing so much for her mother. Why you gotta, like, why can't... Why do we have to build up Antonio's character by tearing down Lena's? yeah. Why can't they both be successful in their own right? Lena worked so fucking hard to be good at what she does. She picked being a dressmaker for a reason mm-hmm. and she worked very hard at it, and she opened her own store, and she's doing so fucking well. and she really like opens the store in San Francisco. She like does- that's like the hip this place in this like time frame, yeah. And she like people pay her in gold and whatever. I hate the widow, Stever. She's a judgy bitch. And yeah. Lena's taking so good care of her mother, and widow Stever's just, like, shitting on her to make Antonio look better. Poor, poor Antonia. Like, she's pregnant. She's not dead. Yeah. <laughs> she's with... Ch- she. Ha- she's a single mom. She's yeah. not a... are not a martyr. Exactly. Like, what the fuck? Like, something that- bad happened to her. Like, I'm not saying that we shouldn't pity her because she... But she's not fucking dead. Yeah, like, it's not, like, and Lena didn't do it to spite her. Like, Lena just literally made a life for herself. This is literally what they call the American dream. Lena's success does not detract from Antonia's, yeah, like, life. God. Like, and I don't think Antonia ever, like, like, is upset about, like, like, I don't think she ever says anything about Lena's success, like, making her feel bad. Like, I, I don't think that she ever pits herself against her friend they're literally just all bros until they die yeah they're all friends forever it's just so stupid i don't know and but it's everyone else that's pitting them against each other yeah i hate this book i hate this book (laughs) and i also hate this book because fucking jim is the worst and he says i told her i knew she would do you know antonia ever since i've been away i think of you more often than anyone else in this part of the world i'd like to have you for a sweetheart or a wife or my mother or my sister you. anything that a woman can be to a man the idea of you is like part of my mind you influence my likes and dislikes all my tastes hundreds of times and I when I don't realize it you really are a part of me and I was like this literally rubs me the wrong way like Maybe I'm being overcritical because I don't like the book, (laughs) but also he's like obsessed with the idea of her, but he doesn't actually like her. Yeah. He had never says anything nice about her. He (laughs) always talks so much shit about her and her life experience and her circumstances and the choices she makes. But then he, the only good things we ever hear about him is how pretty she is. And then he starts talking shit about like all the choices she's making. Yeah. And then he starts talking shit about her appearance because she has to work hard And then she looks like she works hard. How dare she? And I'm just like, bro, like you don't love her. Like, it just like, it's weird. And like, I remember at some point, like in the book, I think when they were younger, he was like, obviously I was in love with Antonio. I was like, obviously what? Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. I hated it. Like, it's gross. Like, don't. I don't get how he acts that there was some great love between them. Yeah. Where? Where? She literally never reciprocated. Like and he, you were just her friend. Literally. You friend like, I don't know. Like it just I can't. It also, this is another I'm gonna bring up New Girl again, but it like reminds <laughs> me of like this this episode where like Nick is like finally like gets together with this girl he had a huge crush on in college and then finds out he like doesn't like the way that she kisses weird and like he's like it's just gross and he makes her feel bad about it and she literally like slaps him and she's like I'm a person not an idea of a person like you you literally like you dreamt me up to be something that I'm not and now you're upset that I'm not what you thought I was with this Thing in your mind, I mean, I'm not. Par- I'm not doing. It. I'm paraphrasing. I'm not doing it correctly, but basically, I was really impressed with like the writers of that episode for like showing an accurate like. That was a good message. And she like slapped him, and then like he I think he legit feels bad about it. Like, good. Like, it is are people. Yeah, we're, we're don't no- don't don't do this. Don't <laughs> don't do it. It's rude. Women are people. You you. It is not build a bitch. You don't get to make a girl how you want her to be like it's just you get what you get people are people they come with baggage fucking deal with it you're not so great yourself i'm sorry she didn't want you you're fucking orphan jim fuck you your parents (laughs) i hate this man (laughs) you're an orphan he is his parents had to die to get away from him (laughs) like orphans fuck this orphan at least (laughs) i'm not wrong about that no let's go you're hilarious penny who is she chewing on? Chewing on Kaylee's new tag. Don't oh. Bad. Okay, we got it. the last book. Last book. You ready? You have three notes. Oh no, you have two notes in the one Who's Boys. Yeah. Who's the kuzaks So holy fucking shit. Okay, not yet. Oh. Well, holy fucking shit. So this starts off like he has this like beautiful moment with Antonia at the end of the last book, correct? I mean, we're supposed to think it's beautiful. It's a beautiful moment allegedly allegedly it's beautiful to him two pages later dude i literally like, like fucking die laughing i told Antonia i would come back but life intervened and it was 20 years before i kept my promise i heard of her from time to time bitch what like okay <laughs> it is totally normal to grow up and lose touch with your friends that's totally normal and it, it's fine you don't have to like break up with someone to not be friends with them anymore we're not saying that but he literally said, I'll be back. I'll see you again. And then didn't come back for 20 years. That's a fucking lifetime. He forgot. He fucking forgot about her. He literally just didn't come back for her. <laughs> he was like, oh, baby, wait for me. I'll be back for you. And then literally just leaves her. But life happened and I never came. Fuck you, bro. Go back and fucking lawyer in in your big town. Fuck you. These last two notes almost sold the whole book for me but no i think after discussing again no i hate it it's too much (laughs) (laughs) but that was hilarious 20 years later i came back fuck you bro so yeah he finally decides that he's gonna go and talk to god this whole fucking last meeting of theirs is ridiculous it takes forever too so he decides that he's gonna go visit antonia for finally gonna go see her 20 years after the fact and he's like i don't want to do it because she's gonna be not as beautiful as i remember her and i was like dude what the fuck i roll in the next century this is very obvious why like you don't you don't love her you love the idea of her obviously Mm -hmm. because you don't want to taint the memory of her with the real her Mm -hmm. because she's not going to be young and beautiful she's going to be 20 years older and get this has had 11 fucking kids so many kids i cannot even imagine (laughs) this poor woman (laughs) but she's like so happy she's so happy with her life and he's just a shithead he's so fucking mean about it he's like i'm sorry that this is what happened like everyone talks about how oh her life didn't turn out the way it should have we're like she's happy and that's all literally all that matters she literally gets Penny. stop she literally like gets married to this man who accepts her child like her first child that most men would be fucking rude about most men in this day and age would be rude about and like he, like, just accepts her child and loves her and like takes her on as his own, pays for her, yeah. takes care of her, and then pops out 10 more kids. Yeah. And loves her to death. And they just like just live together and have their little cute little life. And she's like, I could have never lived in that. Cause he, she talks about her life. Well, like they take this whole time of them catching up to be like, blah, blah, blah. This is what happened. And then they waste their catch up time talking about the cutters' murder suicide. So weird. So remember the cutters that she used to work for that he tried to, he tried to like rape her in the middle of the night, but then beat up Jimmy instead. Yeah. So eventually for whatever fucking reason, the cutters just love to fight. And so at some point in time, he just kills his fucking wife and then kills himself for like, insurance or something i don't know so that it works out some way so that it screws her family out of something or whatever but he does it in like a very spiteful way and he gets a murder suicide but they like waste their catch-up time talking about this murder like in front of children and the way that they bring it up over there is like would you like to hear about the cutter's murder and the children are like hooray the murder i'm like what the fuck (laughs) these kids are fucking savage what is antonia doing yeah but would that not be like us if we were parents literally it was like yes i would love to hear the murder story and i was like and it's just such a random ass plot line and that's how they decide to end the book with like yeah murder suicide yeah and then he like goes for a walk with her new husband or with her husband and he's like i actually like him he's really agreeable and then he like Weird. <laughs> and then he like promises her kids that he's gonna come back and take them hunting. And I'm like, he's not. He didn't come back for her for 20 years. Those kids are gonna be dead before this man goes back to see them. He's gonna come back in 20 years. <laughs> it's like are you guys ready to go hunting? Like, who the fuck are you, man? Who are you? What the fuck? Eh. Okay, so what'd you think? Um what the fuck? <laughs> what the so fuck was, was that fuck? story, dude? What the fuck was any of this? It like went off the rails, dude. like high points russian wolf story okay highlights wolf story highlights wolf story um 11 million children cutter murder suicide like shit went off the rails in the last bit of the story um i don't get what the story actually was it doesn't really seem like there was a plot line um Did the main character grow as a person? I wanted to discuss that with you because I felt like they didn't. He was kind of just like a racist the whole way through. Yeah. Um, Does anyone really ever accept Lena's choice to not have a family? Um, I think she does have a family. I think Tiny is her family. Tiny is her family and that's good enough. Because I think they end up moving, like after they do their adventures, they like move in together, like in San Francisco. And they talk about, that's a very progressive place. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember what? Do you remember uh, what's her (laughs) face's grandpa? (laughs) Used to say San Francisco was great till the gays took over. Oh my god! It's the one thing we don't like about Grandpa. it's a little homophobic. That was the funniest thing I ever heard in my fucking life. Anyway, um, so that's why I think that. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. You know, I believe it. And also, if the author is literally a lesbian, We're it probably stands- just like shoehorned it in. Like, it- yeah, or <laughs> yeah, stands to reason that she would like maybe Lena's her little self-insert. Maybe except that, then why did she let everyone talk so much shit about Lena? Maybe in her own life she felt like people didn't really ever give her a fair chance. Okay, that's fine. What I'm saying is if you're going to write that story, do it better. Yeah, she should have done a better job. Lena deserved better. Like, yeah, Lena. Continue. Um... I really cannot figure out if he was ever in love with her. Like when he did he never ever seemed nice to her or fond of her like ever. And the book's literally called my Antonia. Like the beginning of the book (laughs) is like talking about how the author, which remains like they never really identify themselves. Like in the beginning is like, Oh my friend Jim and I were talking about this girl. And this is the notes he dropped off for me. So it's like somebody that they grew up with. Like it's really confusing. And he like then what follows Oops. here. This book is so hard. It's really confusing. It is a f- mind fuck. Okay, so the introduction says, "Last summer, I happened to be crossing the plains of Iowa in the season of intense heat, and it was my good fortune to have a, for a traveling companion James Quail Burden, Jim Burden, as we still call him in the West. He and I are old friends who grew up together in the same Nebraska town. We had much to say together. So basically, I don't know who this is. So somewhere in the book is the author. Yeah, and the author." said he married this woman she doesn't like or they don't like his jim's wife um then they're like talking 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 um and then well jim has terrible taste and it says uh oh and this person's a writer during that burning day when we were crossing iowa our talk kept returning to a central figure a bohemian girl we whom we had both known long ago whom both of us admired more than any other person we remembered. This girl seemed to mean to us the country the conditions the whole adventures of our childhood. To speak her, her name was to call upon pictures of people and places and a quaint drama going on in one's brain. I'd lost sight of her altogether, but Jim had found her again after long years and renewed a friendship that meant a great deal to him. And out of his busy years, wait, and out of his busy life had set apart time enough to enjoy that friendship. His mind was full of her that day. He made me see her again, feel her presence revived all my childhood affection. So basically, then Jim says, "Why? Did, I don't know why you haven't written anything about her. And then they talk about, oh, let's write something. So then they get together a few months later. It said, months forward, Jim Burden arrived at my apartment one stormy winter afternoon with a bulging legal portfolio, sheltered in his fur overcoat. Basically, he wrote this, the coming book, like he wrote that for this person and this person like publishes it but we don't know who it is so it's one of the people they grew up with one of those people in town who had like a writing inclination you think it was one of the harlings i think so but i don't know which one maybe charlie because didn't he go to school too yeah but i don't know because it doesn't identify whether it's a man or like a woman that Uh, so then i'm like maybe nina maybe then she named a kid after nina She did. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. So anyway. That, that adds is a little point bit of, of another book. layer. I think I like it a little bit more now. But also. Fuck you. But also, <laughs> like, why he, I don't think he loved her. I think he just loved the idea of her. I think they made her a figment of their childhood. Yes. I think. She, they made pixie dream girl her. Yes. Fuck them. Fuck them. So. Yeah, I just said I really don't understand the plot of of this book. Like nothing of note literally ever happens except in everybody else's stories that he just recounts for us. And like, it's just a history of his life but only the pieces that intertwine with her, which I guess makes sense if that's his intention. Yeah. But like, I don't understand why the book had to be framed that way. It wasn't a good, I, I didn't find it a very interesting read. Because like, he doesn't even ever end up with her. He calls it my Antonia and then literally doesn't even end up with her. And that's like, not that I was rooting for them in the first place because he doesn't deserve her. He doesn't deserve anyone. He sucks. He does suck. But like, I just don't get the point. Why did the book have to be about him if it was going to be about her. Because nothing ever happens to him. Nothing yeah. interesting ever happens to him. And it really wasn't even about her. <laughs> yeah. Like we only got to know her from his point of view and like didn't know her so i just feel like the more feminist way to write this book or just the more interesting way to write this book would be a book about an immigrant girl yeah experiencing life in a new country the journey over would have been super interesting we should just read the american girl series literally that's what i wanted i wanted this to be american girl and it was not (laughs) and it made me sad because like It just like, it's giving. I wanted to read a Western book about women in the West. Yes. And I still got a book about a man, but it's literally written by a woman. Like, why would she do this? Why Willa Carter? Why? (laughs) Why are you like this? Why were you like this? You could have written such a better book. It would have been so much more interesting. Maybe the next one. I just didn't like it. It was really boring. And like, they were so mean to all the girls and they were just mean to women in general. They literally all they did. They were mean to women and people of color. Women and and ra- They're just racist. They're, racist and sexist. Yeah. And I'm just like, it. this is a woman. She shouldn't be writing like this. Like it just, it gave me, what did you call her? Something. We tried to make turf into like. Fuck oh boy. Yeah. I don't remember. No, we, maybe it was a different one. It was last. It was last book. We were talking about, um something exclusionary feminist yeah sex worker exclusionary feminist yeah and like that fucking willa cather is just like women exclusionary feminist like she just like doesn't she was so mean about women this could have been william by william carter (laughs) yeah literally i would have believed it more it just like maybe that's why it's such a classic because it like came out in that 19 whatevers yeah and i'm just like are you just like it's probably just big for its time i don't know i didn't like it i think it could have been better i just i know maybe it was good for its time because maybe she's considered a good writer because maybe people didn't know how to write back then she wrote a lot of books yeah i just how could this be the best one that does not bode well for the rest of them you know like literally none of it was interesting like the yeah. only thing we found interesting was the sunflowers and the russian story yeah the murder, I think we could have left lived without. Yeah, they could have done that one better. I feel like it's because they they've reused the suicide. Yeah, like because her dad already killed himself. Like the fact that the cutters are killing themselves, like the suicide, a big suicide's already happened in the book. It's lost its effectiveness. I don't care about this one. And also, that who cares if a guy that tried to rape someone kills himself? Like I his just... wife and himself. Well, like, yeah, what that... the fuck. <laughs> piece of shit man is shitty surprise yeah and i don't know why we they wanted us to feel bad about the like the wife dying which i mean we should because she got murdered but also like all we did was talk about how ugly she is and how she like she got fucked over by her terrible husband i just don't it was weird it's not giving so anyway i did not like it what'd you think about the genre authenticity of it being a western sabine bowman i hope you're listening not enough horses there was at least three horses Three out of ten, then on the genre authenticity. But then there was all the horses in the Russian story. But that was in Russia. They all died. They got eaten. Yeah, that's not right. There were still horses eating by wolves. But what it is. was also in Russia, which is in the West. So Western Russia. I'm shitting on my own point. So <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the genre? This. <laughs> I just said I guess historical fiction slash midwestern, which I guess at the time was just the West. Mid-Western. So, <laughs> i love that because it's like this novel mid mid well not even mid for me um for me i don't know i just said fuck nebraska i'm really tired of reading about it if like the next the next one better not take place in nebraska i will lose my mind next... i think we hate westerns i don't hate westerns so i love i've read a bunch of louis lamore novels that i actually like <laughs> well so far all these westerns that we've picked up in trash the next one i think is called under a painted sky and it sounds really cute. I hope it's better. It's not- <laughs> It sounds better. Yeah. That was a weird noise. Anyway, if anybody has any good Western suggestions that aren't Louis Lamore because like Indy's read them all, shoot them our way because I really want to read. These ones don't hit. It's a series though Lonesome Dove and Comanche Moon, those ones. I don't know what that is, but we could look it up. My Or maybe The Last of the Mohicans out a Western. I don't know. I also feel like it might be a little racist. Isn't, like, Daniel Day-Lewis in it or something like that? the movie. Yeah, I just feel like they wouldn't have made a movie and cast that man if it wasn't a little bit. Who's Daniel Day-Lewis? He, like, played Abraham Lincoln. In? I don't know. Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> well, in a movie. Anyway, okay. Um, Lincoln, maybe. I don't know. I I think... When we go through genre authenticity, I want to talk about if we disagree with the genre, we need to discuss what genre we would put in it. And this one is Midwestern, not Western. Okay. Midwestern. Firmly mid. And then. Okay. We'll move on to review. Yeah. What do you think? Meh. Not the worst thing I've ever read. I you would have solid five. I said it's a three out of 10 for me. It's up there with the stranger. If it had been any longer, I would have like taken away a point for every hundred pages. Okay. That seems fair. It's also a very short book and it still took us way too long to read because it was so boring. Yeah, for how short it was, it was okay. (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know. I don't like it. So I think I also gave The Stranger a three out of 10 and uh, I think I gave The Power a two out of 10. So like it's down there with my lowest rated. I'm usually a lot nicer because I usually try to think about how maybe the author is a genius. I don't think this lady was. And I just, yeah. I think up until that scene with like the blind piano player, I could have given it a chance, but like, that was too much. Yeah. That was too much, dude. And like, I know everyone, not everyone, but some people are going to argue and say like, oh, this is the time this book was written in like 1908, but like- Still gross. It, Yeah. It doesn't matter what time in the, t- like what, some, where we are on the timeline. Some things are timeless. Yeah. Racism, never okay. This book, not timeless. <laughs> Just, yeah. I don't know. Just gross. So anyway- I'm glad we're done with this book. I don't ever want to talk about it again. I've been in a bad mood since I read it. I'm going to hide it in town on my way home. So I never have to see it again. You want to take mine too? Cause I. Okay. (laughs) Just throw it out the window on the highway. Keep all my books. I'm not keeping this one. I did not like it. I'm I'm deciding to get rid of a lot of the books. Cool. So next episode. Oh, wait. Thanks for listening to this episode. So next episode Um, is, I think, going to be very exciting um because we're back to our style swap which i really enjoyed i didn't like <laughs> you didn't like my song or you didn't like the style swap the song okay i'm sorry about that it's late though and i'm yeah i been a real asshole lately like i apologize nicole like, i feel like i've been really snuggy lately and i'm sorry it's like i get it like we've been losing our temper with the kids because they've been really shitty lately yeah it's like i get it they need to do better or i'm gonna fucking kill them. Yeah. I get it anyway sorry I I'm you. gonna get four hours of sleep tonight so okay. if I go to bed immediately once we're done so what you're not gonna do you're gonna lay your sleep at least now. yeah so anyway I get it um so we're doing the style swap next which I think went really well last time um I don't think i listened to that one yet oh I just meant we had a good time I don't remember I yeah. listened to it yet. <laughs> she doesn't remember That we enjoyed each other's choices, except that I actually, I cried a lot because I read um, Hollow Kingdom. Yeah, I forgot how many animals die in that book. I sobbed for so long. I cried so much when I was doing that episode. Weird for a book about the apocalypse. Yeah. Me forgetting how much death there is. Yeah, it was weird. Um, Anyway, so we're doing it again because it was fun. And also we are tired of picking like books in specific genres so we're doing the thing again where we both pick a book that we like that we think that the other person might like that they've never read before and we swap them and then we're going to talk about them so that's next episode and for indie i've chosen a book that i really enjoy and i'm breaking my own rule it's part of a series but it's not really part of a series even salem our friend will agree with me and has agreed with me that it's like do it at least once what agree with me yeah <laughs> it's like a standalone book like it started out that way I don't think it was ever framed that it could have a like sequel and then it does and it's good but like it's one of those ones that's like it only has a sequel because it was super successful I think so don't quote me on this Karen McManus but it's one of us is lying by Karen McManus, Karen the McManus. right seriously straight up she's so good um so it's like technically the first one and then like the second one, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's like two, no, mm, one of us is next. That's what it's called. Um, I liked both of the books. I've read them. I've read most of what she's written. She's a pretty good author, um, I think. But this is the first one and I'm breaking my own rule, but that's okay. It's, you know, this is, this is YOLO. Yeah, YOLO. Style swap is just really about. Picking books that are our style so it's our podcast and you really want to do you want to tell do you want me to tell them about it yes it's your book perfect so i'll look up one for do you have one for the haunting? i do okay. so i'll just turn it and let you read it um so one of us is lying uh this is the synopsis pay close attention and you might solve this on monday afternoon five students actually you might solve this because you solve books really fast On Monday afternoon, five students at Bayview High walk into detention. Bronwyn the Brain is Yale bound and never takes or never breaks a rule. Addie the Beauty is the picture perfect homecoming princess. Nate the Criminal is already on probation for dealing. Cooper the Athlete is the all star baseball pitcher. And Simon the Outcast is the creator of Bayview High's notorious gossip app. Only Simon never makes it out of that classroom. Before the end of detention, Simon's dead, and according to investigators, his death wasn't an accident. On Monday, he died, but on Tuesday, he planned to post juicy reveals about all four of his high-profile classmates, which makes all four of them suspects of his murder, or are they perfect patsies for a killer who's still on the loose? Everyone has secrets, right? What really matters is how far you would go to protect them. So it's basically like like the breakfast club meets Clue. I'm gonna tear this book apart it's so good i'm gonna look for so many fucking clues it's so good i'm it's gonna find so many fucking clues. So I'm solve it in the first chapter i'm very excited and i will like for realsies i've probably read this book like four times like i think it's so good so i really hope that you enjoy it is it one of the four i feel like it's the teacher i'm not gonna tell you anything so you you just have to read it. you're just not gonna have to read it um okay so what book did you pick from me you can solve um the haunting of hill house by susan hill no shirley jackson yes you're correct shirley jackson oh that was such a wheezy laugh what is that book about it's about a haunting oh really so the haunting of hill house i look really good really grainy (laughs) um i can't comprehend apple products it's literally just this one the haunting of hill house it is the story of four seekers who arrive at a notoriously unfriendly pile called hill house dr montague an occult scholar looking for solid evidence of a haunting theodora a la- the lighthearted assistant eleanor a friendless fragile young woman well acquainted with poltergeists and luke the future heir of hill house at first their stay seems destined to be merely a spooky encounter with inexplicable phenomena but hill house is gathering its powers and soon it will choose one of them to make its own Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. so yeah that sounds dramatic isn't it? i wonder what it's about i don't know <laughs> so i'm uh yeah pretty excited to read it um it's uh, it's it's, i'm excited to read another horror because i feel like it's the only like genre that we've kind of consistently been impressed with like as a group yeah we have good taste yeah and in horror i think it's because i picked the horror novels maybe i just have good taste maybe you do whatever anyway um (laughs) actually i think i picked the ruins because i found it on a like a oh yeah you definitely (laughs) picked the ruins and that was really good that was really good it still stands on top i think for me for me Yeah, the only good thing is was really good. Yeah, but it didn't hit the way oh. skin peeling hit. Oh, God, I wish I could go back and feel that again. Yeah, I screamed. It was so visceral. Well, so I just peel off my own skin. Look, Eric, why? <laughs> so anyway, um, I'm excited. Um, I know that the TV show and the book are different, but I've heard, like, really good things about the TV show, so I'm fairly confident that I'm gonna enjoy it, just based on the fact that I've enjoyed the last few books. Oh, yeah, there was a TV show. It was, like, it got really good. I know it's different, because, like, I know kind of the plot line of the TV show, and it's, like, they're siblings, so it's, like, they definitely... I I think it's just based off of it. Is that the one there's like, a ghost kid? Like, they're all ghosts. And the Red Room or something? Yeah and the And the caretakers, yeah, 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 God, they made that show. That was a good show. Nothing like the book, yeah. <laughs> so I know that it's nothing like the book, so I'm excited. there's I, a house. yeah, and that's it's literally the same house, and I think the characters have the same names, but that's like it. yeah. So I'm excited. Um because I know it got really good, yeah, this book kind of fucked me up, really? Yeah, I don't know if it's just like the time I read it or if I was just like going through something. Mm-hmm. but like there's just like a part in the book that like is one of my night terrors to this day but i'm know, glad right? i don't get those huh i'm glad i don't get those good for you i just get anxiety attacks but i haven't had it in a really long time That's yeah, your stupid friend sorry what i'm blaming dean for that oh <laughs> i thought i do not know who you're talking about He's not my friend, so Oh yeah, I guess. You're that that tall thing. Yeah, there you go. That tall thing you used to hang out with. Yeah. Triggered me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. He also triggered me, so I'm sorry. Anyway, um, yeah, so I'm excited. You're excited. Hopefully we're I'm both watch the show. No, I'm not because I'm alone. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> Sounds like a bad idea. I'll see you. Oh yeah, you don't have to go to bed. You had to your weekend. I've had so much Red blood. Anyway, um, okay, so that... I'm good to dry. <laughs> so, um, that's the uh, end of this episode. Thanks for coming along with us. I can't guarantee that you actually. I don't even think you probably liked this episode. It probably wasn't that good. We just talked a lot of shit. Yeah, we were really mean about this one. I don't think we were very funny. I think we were meaner about this one than we were about the last one. We're pretty grumpy right now. We... Yeah, work's been really awful. Yeah but anyway if you like feminist rants that's kind of our thing this is a new girl episode this is this is where i've drawn all my all my knowledge of new girl and put it into this one episode new girl and little house in the prairie stands only if you know you know the girls else. who get it get it all else need not apply anyway um just, if you ever want to catch more of this after this um we you can find us on the social medias um 10 of you that allegedly exist. Allegedly. um we do have a twitter it is a th underscore book club pod um nothing is on there but if you listen maybe just like say hi send me a dm or something because like we're convinced no one really fucking listens to this um don't say anything mean to me though because i'll cry okay i believe you um also, also we do have Instagrams that are a little more popping. Um, Indie has her own and is Dirty Rotten Reader. Um, she does some book giveaways sometimes and um, tells you what she's reading a lot, which is interesting for me. I like to keep up with it, so you could too. Um, we also have, or I have my own and it is Annie the Sullivan. Um, I, I'm there. I'd be liking stuff. Uh, and then we have a pod- an Instagram for the podcast, and it is um, The Hiberians Book Club. You get updates on, like, when we post episodes, if you don't have, like, those notifications turned on. Uh, it has some funny stuff on there sometimes. I work pretty hard on those captions, so I hope somebody enjoys them. Um, Yeah, and then the last thing that we have is our email address, which is thehiberians at gmail.com thehybrainsbook.bookclub at gmail.com and um there you can send us book suggestions um just if you send a book suggestion just let us know like what book it is what genre you think it falls into and why you're recommending it and we might cover it on an upcoming episode or we might just read it in our spare time which is minimal but we do like to read so (laughs) it's a good chance Anyway, thanks for following along with us on this episode of The Highbury. We uh, hope to catch you next time. You good to go? Huh? Are you good to go? Say bye to the folks. Bye, folks. Catch All you. other nine of you. <laughs> catch you on the flippity flip. Yeah, because we already know Mr. Zach Efron is listening. Love you. Love you, Zephyr. Drop her on my toe. Okay, bye. You dog, why are you so bony? It's true. You fucking high as hell. I'm not even kind of high. Do you want to take a dab? Oh yeah, I was gonna first. You to know, take a dab. I'm just tired as fuck. I'm Tired. Just been awake. For a really for a really long time and also we had a this actinine amount of fucking caffeine today, so I'm like definitely crashing. <laughs>